What is up, everybody? Welcome to Ben's Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this beautiful Thursday night to bring you our all-NBA teams. Noah, this uh, was this comparatively to last year, if you can recall, an easier or harder list to make? I think it was a bit harder this year, Colin. I... Um... There was a lot of guys that had very good seasons, uh, Colin. I agree. I agree. Um, I th- Dude, the guard play this year, like, you look at it on paper, and there's some dudes that I'm leaving off these teams that I'm like, man, like, that's, that's tough that you're not on this team right now because you deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the the centers, Noah, you know, before before we get into it, I I don't know how you do it, but it should really be a positionless list as basketball becomes more positionless. Like, like why is it not just, like, the five best players in the world, you know? It's, it's just the NBA calling its boomers. They don't want to, you know, change how things have been. They're scared of change. And um, the NBA announced, Colin, that they would be bending the rules a little bit and that Embiid and Jokic, both who have logged exactly zero minutes of power forward this season, Colin, would have forward center eligibility for these all-NBA ballots. Um, So they're basically saying, like, the rule is stupid, so, like, it really should just be the five best players. And that's how I kind of look at it. I agree. I mean, no, it's definitely stupid because... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's stupid and maybe it's not. Because I guess if you don't do this, then what's the difference between this voting and the MVP voting? I guess, like, you know, we could just take the top five from the MVP voting, the next five, the next five, and call it a day. You know? But I think there's some merit there. and Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it's dumb because Jokic and Embiid are... Two of the three best players in the NBA this year, and I think that top three tier is like very much head and shoulders above everybody else this year in terms of resume and what they've done. You know, I, I might debate what happens come playoff time, but mm-hmm. in terms of what they've done, it's those three guys. You know, those three guys have just absolutely killed it. So it would be criminal to not have them on this list. Criminal. Yeah, and I just don't like how the NBA is, you know, just won't fully commit to changing the rule. Um, they're bending the rules this season, and yeah, the all NBA awards can have big implications on like guys' contracts. Uh, like, yeah, you can't be messing with money like that because um, now giving an, a forward spot over to Embiid or Jokic, um, a guy's gonna probably lose go down a spot and get significantly less money in his contract for getting second team versus first team or third team yeah. versus second team. No, it, like, it can really mess the money up. So, I yeah, I and I don't really get why it's anchored to that. Like, I understand that you have to put the accolades somewhere, you know, monetarily to kind of resemble how good you really were. But it's weird that it's a media voting. But I don't know. Honestly, yeah. the media might, as much as 
people might lambast me for this take, the media might be the most credible thing because the players have shown. I'm gonna lambast like, you, dude. Yeah, lambast me then. The players have shown that they are not like with the All Star stuff. Like they don't take it seriously. So and you know like if you've got a guy in your team <laughs> who like could do it, like why would you fuck his money up? Like you just wouldn't, you know, even if he mm-hmm. wasn't quite deserving. So the the players aren't right, and then for that same reason, like, do you trust the coaches? Do you trust the GMs? The GMs might actively just try to make it so that nobody who deserves them wins the awards. So in that sense, like, maybe the media really is the best scenario, the the best judge. I don't know how else you do it, unless you're making some, like, all-NBA-type board. <laughs> Which is I'll more or less board. what it is, but, yeah. Alright, yeah, why don't they just make us in charge of it, dude? If they just gave me and you the task of creating the award winners, people would be very happy. We would take so much bribe money, dude. I would take all of it. Herb Jones would be MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I no, Jokic would be the MVP still, and okay, and we'd we'd make LeBron retire. Oh yeah, we'd forcibly retire yeah. LeBron. Yeah, we, yeah, like LeBron would just be watching sports one day, and he'd find out that he retired. <laughs> I like it. Oh, all right. The power is going to my head. It's really going to my head. <laughs> Speaking Ooh. of LeBron, Colin, the Los Angeles Lakers have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. Ooh, should we talk about that, Noah? Should we? I don't know. Noah, I saw a question on Twitter, <laughs> and I'd like to I'd like to hear your answer to it because I thought about it for a while. Are the 2021-2022 Los Angeles Lakers the most disappointing team in NBA history? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Who do you think is? I think there's maybe one or two teams that I can think in my head that I would consider to be more embarrassing. Man, that's tough, but I, I really don't think so. Can it really – it's more of like – to me, their Dude. season is more of a – it's more of a letdown than a disappointment because AD couldn't stay healthy. Like, it's LeBron played to his level. Dude, they won 33 games. Like, I mean – Like, AD still played, what, 47 games this year, 50 games? Russ played in all of them. Wow. Hmm. Like, I I don't know. Fun, embarrassing, letdown. Whatever you want to, whatever that terminology you want to use. You know, I don't want to get too in the weeds on what the the actual phrasing we're using. But that that ethos, that the idea, like, is this just like the team? that just absolutely swung and missed on expectations more than any other team? 
I I don't know because even think about even when we were talking about like the free agents they got like you weren't very high on them, Colin. I, no, I, don't I think would that, like no, but they're I don't think their own expectation. Like I had super high expectations for them. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I don't I don't know if every I I think people thought the rust thing wasn't going to work out like it did. Right. Did not. But I mean, at the same time, like. And, you know, take this with a grain of salt because obviously you have to have played for a lot of years to do this. But it's the highest, the most number of all-star, total all-star game appearances ever on one team. You know, and so obviously that means, like, you have to kind of be mostly washed to have guys who've been to 10 all-star games, 19 all-star games. But I don't know. Okay, so then... The, the question is, if you're not going to pick them as this team, who is? I mean, off the top of my head, I, I don't really know, honestly. Like, because the teams that you would think of, like, nobody with this much talent just straight up misses the playoffs. Like, no, they were the 11th seed. Yeah, AD played 40 games. And I, I feel like, like I, I don't think know. you're just, like focusing just... on that a little too much. Am I real? I like no, no. They won two more good, games yeah. than the Kings. They could finish with the same record as the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would be more disappointed in them if LeBron hadn't played so well. Honestly, like it was on the guys that they signed. I feel like. Like, it was on the free agents, and it's on the Lakers' front office. I don't know. I don't know if it's most embarrassing, but it's up there. So then, riddle me this, Noah. Why why are LeBron's stats this year not empty stats? When we call Brad Beal's stats, when the Wizards actually, like, were the eighth seed, like, made the playoffs. Like, we, we called those empty stats. I, I mean, you watch a Lakers game, and, like, LeBron had to do that. I I don't know like the Lakers probably in terms of like games that went in I'm trying to think about it like I I feel like every single one of the Lakers games I watched they were either getting blown out and like LeBron was just doing his stuff and they were getting blown out or the game was super close and LeBron was doing his stuff like I feel like Brad Beal's just putting up a blank fifty but but Le- LeBron's putting up like a meaningful like thirty ten and ten. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I, you know, I, I wanted to hear the actual answer. Um, yeah, like any team that I thought of as like most embarrassing is a team that it was like they better if they don't win the championship, it's embarrassing. Like the two thousand four Lakers, like when they got Gary Payton and Carl Malone after they'd gone on the three peat. And then they didn't win it that year with those guys. Or, like, the 2011 Heat when they lost to the Mavericks. But, like, again, it was like you had to win in order to... The Rockets for that one game where they missed, like, 27 straight threes against the Warriors. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they weren't supposed to win that series, but, yeah, holy shit, should they have won that? Yeah, that was bad. They were going. And to, they were, they were going to win Paul. that series until Chris Paul yeah. got hurt. They were going to win it. They had cracked the Warriors, and then they had the Cavs. That would have we would have not gotten. Was that the KD Warriors or was that 
Yeah, that was the first year KD was there, right? Or no? Am I misremembering? Yeah. Yes. Man. Yeah, that uh, that would have been something, wouldn't it? Twenty-seven straight missed threes. I don't even know how you do that. Twenty-seven straight missed threes. Yeah, but see, that's not like an embarrassment for the team, and in terms of expectations. I don't know. Yeah, yeah see, they, that's so, just that's just showing themselves in the moment. So, all right, disappointing so season for the it Lakers. Kind of sounds just like you answered about, the question though by not being able to. Name I mean, I, I'm fine else. with that. I guess I I don't think it is. But you have not even been able to come up with a, a semblance of an answer to that question. I, yeah, I guess so. All right, I'll so have to go be, through the history books. Be embarrassed then. Just admit that you're embarrassed all right, right I'm now. I'm embarrassed. All right. right, pull your pants up then, pal. It's okay. It's they fine. still got a championship. <laughs> I do. I do laugh at at that meme that's going around right now. Like, like is LeBron's time in LA a success? It's like miss playoff, championship ring, first round exit, miss playoffs. It's like, well, yeah, he won a ring. Like, that's <laughs> let's not. <laughs> Let's not act like a ring. It's not a ring, all right. As much as we want to <laughs> claim it's a Mickey Mouse ring, like it just they missed the playoffs. Ring. I guess he won that one championship. <laughs> but that's like really what happens. I'm like, as much of a LeBron hater as I am, like this is this is ridiculous. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, they did it. That one championship he won, I guess. Like, if he won it in the fourth year, like everybody would be like, oh, like he. Nailed it just because the the timeline it took longer and so less people. Didn't Rachel Nichols win Finals MVP that year? I think she did. Did her and I think she was co with Jimmy Butler. (laughs) LeBron said, "Drain my man out. Get him out of here. (laughs) Get him out of here." That was actually after the. uh, It was before the game where Jimmy dropped like fifty. So. Supposedly, allegedly, allegedly. Alrighty, Noah. Fifteen minute mark. Let's let's do it. Let's let's do the uh, let's let's do what we came here to do. The 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 first, second, and third teams of the all of the NBA players. You know why not? I'm, I think I'm ready. You are. So, all right, Noah. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to? Do you want to give me your first team and then I give my first team? Do you want to go position by position? Uh, okay, for third team, honestly, our first team is going to be like probably four out of the five same. Yeah, we but should go third first, team, second, third. You, let's go third, second, first. You think so? I All think right. so. All right. Actually, All right, okay, no, let's start first. Let's start yeah. first. Because we can just go. Uh, through, just yeah. say your names. Yeah, All right. It's. Names. I think it's going to be the exact same as yours. Jokic at center. Um, for some reason, and beat it forward. Giannis, Luca, Tatum. Because I think Tatum, we said, could have guard eligibility. Mm. Yeah. We had the, we had the exact same first team. Did we really? I thought that you might not have Tatum. I was not going to have Tatum initially, and then he got the guard eligibility, and I was just like, you know, Tatum's might probably going to finish this. This is probably this year's top five MVP finishers, honestly, and it just kind of makes too much sense. 
Yeah, DeRozan might give finish me, top five in MVP, honestly. But give me give me the good. argument for Jason Tatum, Colin, because I'm I'm excited to hear what you got to say. I so I, I watched him smack the shit out of the Chicago Bulls last night. This dude defensively is so improved, and I, I think it it definitely helps playing with the likes of Marcus Smart. Like Al Horford is just a, a really intelligent defender. But this dude guards one through five, well, one through four and a half. In in terms of pure, uh, like two way players, Colin, it's Giannis, healthy Kawhi, and probably Tatum now. Yeah, seriously, and it's maybe insane. it may be healthy AD, but I know not even healthy yeah. AD anymore because I can't trust AD to be healthy. Seriously, yeah, I mean Tatum is gonna get some votes for defensive player of the year, and. I think it's deserving, and then offensively, this guy can just go to work. He runs that offense. You know, I think what's made this offense click is they realize that they don't need a real point guard. They just need Tatum to run the offense. Yeah, he has a career-high 20.5 assist percentage this year. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's so smart. You know, like, all of those LeBron teams realize, like, hey, we don't need, like, a real point guard. We just... We need somebody who can maybe sometimes set the offense up, and then when we actually need stuff, we just let LeBron do it. You can do the same thing with Tatum. Mm-hmm. And it's lo- like I think that Jalen Brown looks the best he's ever looked too, just because of that. You know, I don't think his his pointer is flashy, but the buckets he gets are just they're so much easier, so much mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, there's a there's a stat called like Raptor War Con. Yeah, and I it's love basically Raptor. it's a, like uh, amount of points a player contributes to offense and defense per 100 possessions, and Tatum's is 9.7. Uh, Curry is second, and Jokic is first. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, he also averaged. Uh, he's averaging eight rebounds this year, Con. He's averaging almost 27 points a game, and. Tatum might be one of the most consistent 27 points. Like, you're getting that 27 most nights. Yeah. I uh, I really love Tatum Con. I think it's I think it's gone very underrated if people aren't watching Celtics games, how good he has gotten at defense and how, like, he he's, like, the guy on defense. It's very awesome. Uh, the Celtics have been amazing in the whole second half of the season, Don. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember around All-Star break, we were just like, yeah, if this team doesn't trade for a point guard or find a point guard, they're screwed. Um, and we said that, you know, one of Tatum or one of Jalen Brown has to step up and be a playmaker, and Tatum ended up being that playmaker for him. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, do you think that Brad Stevens is listening to this? He might be. I know. think he might be, too. I really no one's do. ever thought, hey, maybe we let this guy pass the ball. Yeah. Well, and it's, except for us, it's funny too, Noah. Because if you remember, we we asked our our Boston friend, our Celtics friend, who should make the All Star game, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Oh, I said, said Jalen Brown too. Yeah, that was two months ago. Yeah, and that was back when the Celtics couldn't score, couldn't score on offense and couldn't stop no. people on defense, and then they kind of figured out both of those things. Yeah, that was much simpler time when the Bulls were a hell of a lot better. Was that one seed Bulls in the East time? Yeah. The Bulls have the most number of days as the number one seed in the East. That wow. should count for something. <laughs> do we um do we even have to talk about Giannis and being Jokic Khan? You guys know why they're here. We talk yeah, about them I so like, much. Yeah. 
Um, let's let's hear it for Luca, Colin. What do you have to say about Luca and his season? Luca took a step forward this year, honestly, which is I think expected, but also still impressive. Um, he has become a guy who can just straight up get buckets. Like he's where is he? Is he top five, top six in scoring right now? Like we always knew that he's fourth right now. He's tied with Trey Young. He he just is the engine behind that offense. You take him out of Dallas, that team maybe wins twenty five games. <laughs> like seriously, like yeah. I I truly couldn't tell you how he is defensively, but it just does not matter. You know, like you've got these two way guys and then you've got guys in the NBA like Steph Curry. It doesn't matter how they are defensively because they're just so damn good, you know. So Mm -hmm. I don't even need to sit here and tell you, try to tell you that Luka's a two way player. What Luka does to set up that offense, what Luka can now do in iso ball, it's just unmatched. I mean, that style of play, it's not athletic. It's it's kind of it's. It's similar to Jokic in a way, where it's just so methodical, and the IQ of everything he does is just on a different level, that he doesn't need the the raw power of a Russell Westbrook to score. There was a highlight of him the other night, dude. He uh, dribbled drive into the paint. He got his defender on his right hip. He's going to the left side of the bucket. Um, center steps up and without looking backwards, like flings it to Dorian Finney-Smith in the corner who just drains the three. Like, for one for Finney-Smith to know that he has to stand there and if Luca's going to do that, that he can't move because he might get the ball is impressive that the team is set up that way. And then two for Luca to be able to recognize that and still hit him right on the money, it's just insane, you know? Like, you look up Magic Johnson highlights, you look up John Stockton highlights, Steve Nash highlights, like, it's in the realm. Yeah, Luca is uh, Luca is quite the basketballer. Uh, he actually... He truly impacts the game in every way in terms of offensively. Um, I mean, Luca's just a once-in-a-generation talent. He he really is. Uh, yeah. We should be lucky that we're watching a guy this good. Uh, it, it's it kind of blows my mind, honestly. Like he is just a triple-double machine. He's a hoss. He's he knows how to maximize the players around him. Um, yeah. Like every role player on that Mavs team is playing to like just knows their role exactly. They know what to do every night. They know what they know to. They know what they know to like win a game. Need to know what they need to do. Uh, the Mavs are the fifth seed in the West. Like Luca is cemented into this All NBA first team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, alrighty, then let's move on to the second team. Jokic and Bidianis, they're good at basketball, I guess. Alright, mm, how do we want to do this, Noah? I think you say a name, and then I say a name. Okay. I'll start with... Because we're going to agree on some of them. Yeah, alright. 
I'm going to start with the center because I'm pretty positive you have this person. I have Cat at center. Rudy Gobert. No, you don't. Do no, you? No. I was no. going to say, like, if you – that would just – I would, like, question everything that's ever been said on this podcast if you had Rudy Gobert on your second team. <laughs> I'd be like, what? I would stop the episode and we would just, it would just now be titled Noah Explains to Us What Happened to His Opinion on Rudy Gobert in the Last 48 Hours. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, Carl Anthony Towns as my center as well, Con. Um, the center, the, se- the second team center uh, with Embiid and Jokic both being on the first yeah. team is pretty, pretty solidly cats and I think it's pretty well deserved this season. Um, Towns is pretty much a statistical monster, Con. Um, on the year, putting up 25, 10, 4, uh, with a steal and a block at game. Uh, Minnesota, top 8 seed in the West, going to be in the playoffs, Colin. Uh, he won the three-point contest as a center. Um, <laughs> average 40.4% 40 from the three this season. Um, he's got Minnesota playing the best basketball we've seen them play in a while. And uh, I'm I'm super happy for Cat here, Colin. I like, yeah, what a player Cat is. No, absolutely. I mean, this Timberwolves team is like actually legit for the first time because of Cat, not because of anybody else. They're uh, forty-six wins. That's, I, I mean, that's got to be up there in terms of just franchise win totals. You got those Kevin Garnett era teams and that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know that's good for this Minnesota team it's good to see them doing it it's good for basketball when you've got young talent like this all on the same team all gelling I uh, I love it you know how could you not I'm I, yeah I'm I'm shocked Colin I can't believe Minnesota actually put a team around Carl Anthony Towns yeah. Did they finish with the uh, the number one offense in terms of points per game this year? I do it not know like the exact did. numbers, but I that's that's not that's like not the, like the uh, the advanced stats. It's just like yeah. the raw points per game, but impressive nonetheless. Uh huh. I think uh yeah I think Cat's getting second team center con. I think the voters are I just yeah. like if you looked in the advanced metrics, Rudy Gobert probably has the stats on Cat, but Cat just off the like surface level has the stats. Um, and people don't want to vote Rudy Gobert. Like, people would just rather vote Cat. Like, just a more likable guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that Cat has the stats over Rudy Gobert for sure. Oh, uh, are you talking about advanced stats? Advanced stats always like yeah, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, like, I mean, the advanced stats, everything is Rudy's way defensively. So. Yeah. But Cat's traditional numbers are just too good. Um, yeah, that's fair. All right, give me a give me a forward. I'll give you a forward. I have LeBron James. Alright. Um I have DeMar DeRozan. I also have DeMar DeRozan. Oh, okay, yeah. I figure that those two would be the same. I, I think that was a a pretty I'm, clear choice. I I I'm kinda surprised, Con, because I feel like you also I mean, you're a huge DeRozan fan, yeah. but I also thought Deciding DeRozan does have forward eligibility, but that helps. But I was kind well, of DeRozan between... is a forward. Like uh, the reason, yeah, when the, the Bulls are fully he's healthy, hard, he's yeah. a three. Um, I was having a hard time between him and Booker here, and I inevitably ended up with Demar because I just think, I mean, Demar's a top 
DeMar's, like, been the sixth best player in the league con for, like, the entire season, basically, except for those couple-week spans where he hit, like, three-game winners. Like, he's yeah. probably been... He's one of, if not the most consistent player this season. Um, brought the Bulls all the way they where they're at. Uh, was pretty much the rock for most of the season, Colin, in which the Bulls had a ton of injuries, ton of guys missed time. Uh, D- DeMar deserves this second team, Colin. Yeah, I mean, in a different year, DeMar is on the first team very comfortably. Very yeah. comfortably. Um, the Bulls sputtering out at the end has really hurt his his case um you know i i think if the bulls win five more games and the celtics lose five less games i or yeah lose five more games you know i think the bulls and the celtics kind of went right past each other ships in the night type deal um that we see demar on this list because the impact that demar has had on the bulls is second to none i mean the streaks he's had of like 35 point plus games is absurd it's like michael jordan level streaks so yeah i uh you know i'll, I'll say this noah demar has the best resume on the entire second team yeah i'd, I'd agree with that I didn't think it was a hot take. Your silence, you know, kind of freaked me out there for a second. I, I had to check my list real quick, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't even know. Like the word that comes to mind, Colin, when I think of just this Demar season with the Bulls, it's just like, it's like magical, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'm like an individual player sense of what Demar is doing right now with just how everybody kind of disrespected him that he was done just because he was, you know, kind of wasting away in San Antonio and. He just took that disrespect, and he's just playing so great. It's honestly yeah, one of the best individual storylines of the year. I did. I I just I have such a weird taste in my mouth with the Bulls right now because for the last month, I just, like, it's like I'm watching the 2019 Bulls. I just expect that we're going to lose. But, like, I look at the team, I'm like, this is a good team. So that has Colin. nothing to do with any of this. I just I need to say that. This is you also know, a therapy session, Noah. You know, my team was doing this every year, Colin, for the last, like, ten years. Um, you get That's not true, it. Noah. You guys made a conference finals that one time. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was pretty cool. But then LeBron would just fuck on us, so not so cool. But you guys actually took him to Game cool. 7, so. Um, Derek Rose could only take him to Game 5. The Bulls per 100 possessions, Colin? With DeMar on the floor are 9.8 points better. And 11 out of DeMar's last 12 seasons, his teams have actually played better when he was on the bench in their per 100 possessions. Really? Yeah. That's incredibly interesting. Wow. All right, we take that. We take that. No, I mean, I love DeMar. Like, he's made the Bulls so much fun again. Like, you can't. I cannot thank him enough. Alrighty. Um, do we need to talk about LeBron? I feel like we kind of already no. did. I mean, yeah. LeBron had an amazing season, honestly. Alright, that's too much. Alright. Average 29 points All right, that's too in much. 37 that's minutes too much. a game at too age much. 37. Too age 37, much. Colin averaged 30 too points, played 37 much. minutes. Uh, he put up huge numbers all, right. all season for the Lakers, like and he's honestly the only positive factor in a pretty dark season. 
Um, uh, yeah. Um, Kendrick Nunn took a vet minimum to go play for this team. Yeah, pretty smart guy. <laughs> he got a free five mil, dude. He didn't even have to play. Oh, was it? Wait, or is it Malik Monk took a vet man? One of those. Hey, Malik two Monk's dudes. getting paid somewhere, though. Yeah. He maybe he probably wouldn't have got that much exposure in Charlotte. No, that that part's fair. Do you see the thing though that like uh, whenever like the LA Twitter or Instagram tweets out the final score, if it's a uh, a loss, they've never in like the whole four years that LeBron's been there, they've never featured LeBron James in a loss, like tweet. Because they graphic. know he's the only reason they ain't losing. Uh, yeah, that or it's like in his goddamn contract. Who knows? But Malik Monk is uh, like featured in like eighty percent of them this year, which just does not feel fair for a bench. Dude. It probably <laughs> checks out. It, may, it might check out, honestly. <laughs> you know, there's some dude out there that's like, fucking Malik Monk just wasn't on the Lakers. They maybe the number one seed. That was it. That was it. Just goddamn Malik Monk was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had CatCon, we had LeBron, we both had Demar. Yeah, I think the agreements, the 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 agreements, the agreements, they end now. I I'll say my I I'll think say my that last I have two. All right, I'll say my last. I two. think mine will be different. I have John Morant, and I have Steph Curry. Okay, wow, I. Mm. It's not as different as I wanted it to be, but it's different nonetheless. Uh, I have John ja Morant and Devin Booker. Okay. Um, we'll start with John ja Morant. I love John ja Morant. I think everybody in the world should love John ja Morant. I think that this narrative that Memphis is like still winning without him is great, but... You're a goddamn fool if you think that Ja Morant is not the best player on that team by a country mile. Uh, that that might be offensive. He's not not by a country mile, but the athleticism that that man displays, his ability to get to the hoop, his step back is r- ridiculous at times. Um, the playmaking, just the energy that he provides. The Grizzlies are the second-best team in the NBA record-wise, and it would be criminal to not have John Morant on this list. Yeah. John Morant's just a beautiful player. Like, he's just... He's a superstar. He's just absolutely electric on the offensive end of the floor, and he honestly, at times, Colin, is just unstoppable at, like, a a physical level. Like, honestly... And yeah. just looking at him, you wouldn't guess that, but he is by far the most athletic guy on the court at any given time he's on the court. It's it's crazy. Uh, since December 20th, 26th, con, the Grizzlies are NBA best 24-6. and Chow's averaging 30 points on 50% shooting, 6.5 assists, 6 rebounds. For real, for real? I... John Morant's crazy. I that point nice for words. He that nice. point nice. Yeah, that point nice. 
Um, give me give me your argument for Booker Con because um, I could be here for it, and then I have a I have a point to make about Curry. Yeah, I I was really back and forth. If if I were to send you a picture of my like notes, I've actually scratched out every single per every like the guards are just scratched out and then rewritten and then scratched out and rewritten. Um, you know, I'm well, I'm definitely not here for the Devin Booker MVP narrative that for whatever reason I, I I see some people on Twitter trying to push which just makes me think that you only watch the Phoenix Suns I think that with how much time Chris Paul has missed this dude is just so consistent he's averaging 27 5 and 5 he's got to steal a game the Phoenix Suns are they could win like 69 games this year or 65 games this year. Like, that is some elite territory. And I just, I think it's criminal not to have <laughs> somebody from that team this high on the list. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, like that's more where I'm coming from, I guess. You know, I, I think that Steph is the better player for sure. I mean, I'm not coughing at basically 27 points per game, wow. five and five. You know, like those are very I... impressive stats. It's it's more to me like if if the Warriors were even remotely close to the Suns record wise, I I think I'd probably put Steph. But just the Suns being as good as they are, Devin Booker kind of being the face of it, I I give it to him. You're doing something uh... right if you're winning that many games. You know. Yes, I, I honestly think I was underrating. Uh, you know, I think it's just easy to um, underestimate the Suns. Isn't really the right word, Calm, but, you know, overlook them, perhaps, yeah. just because they are so good. Um, my second team, DeMar, Ja, LeBron, and Cat were pretty much the four locks. And this last mm-hmm. spot, Con, um, this last guard spot to me was really between... Devin Booker, Trey Young, and Curry. Um, I think CP3 is close, but I think just statistically what Trey Young, Curry, and Booker have done kind of mm-hmm. uh, pull them away from him a little, and a son does have to be on here. I'm actually going to put Devin Booker at my second team guard, and I'm swatching, swapping him and Curry, but the, I think I think the argument here, Con, between Trey Young and Curry and who's had a better season is very, very close. Um, I think so, too. Statistically, Trey Young's had the better season. Con Trey Young is, I think, second in the league in total points and second in the league in total assists. Uh, Giannis ahead in points. Chris Paul ahead in assists. Uh, like it, it makes sense that he's second. Uh, I think he's averaging like thirty, ten, and four since Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young's gonna end up playing twelve more games on Curry. Uh, the thing is. You know, Curry's impact is very easily seen on the Warriors, Con The Warriors are still going to finish the season, uh, you know, very high in the standings. I think they're third in the West right now. The Hawks are going to finish ninth in the East, you know, eighth at best, seventh at best. Um, So it really depends on what you're going here for, Con, because I think Trey Young has had the better season, but the Warriors had a better season than the Hawks. Yeah, and and that's kind of where I was going with it, like with Booker, like, the Hawks have won he had 42 the mix of games. Both. Yeah. 
Warriors have won 50. I mean, the Warriors are definitely, like, the better-built team, so are you going to knock Steph for that? I was going to actually ask you, Con, like, you know, these All-NBA um, awards, like, winning does matter to me, Con, but at the end of the day, this isn't an individual award, so just yeah. your imp- straight impact on the court, like, stats also I mean more to me than winning. I... Yeah. Where it's I think like, of, yes. Where an yes. award like MVP winning matters more. Yeah. No, like I, I do think that if like I mean we put LeBron on here and the Lakers won thirty two games. Yeah. Like yeah. you should see those guys. <laughs> you know, like guys yes. that sh- that are on shit teams but were still amazing should be on here. It's it just also does happen to correlate that the teams that do well have the better players on them. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Um, I hear what you're saying. I think Con that in. I think that Curry by Curry's expectations, like had a bad season. Con. Yes, I think he like, had... by Curry's standards and what he showed us, like he didn't have that good of a year. No, especially considering how good of a year he started having. Yes. Like, dude, in, like, December, he was minus odds. He was MVP. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. He was and minus just, like, odds since Christmas, since Christmas, the Warriors have just been like, eh. I mean, they've been good, you know? Like, everybody kind of yeah. does it, you know? I think everybody kind of was like, eh, are these boys overperforming because it feels like they might be. And, uh... Yeah, they uh, they were to some extent. I mean, they are still quite good, um, you know. But Curry missing these last like ten games, you know. Like, you know what? Let me ask you this: How much does durability matter to you in this? Because it it seems like especially at coming off these last two years where the 2020 season basically ended and then 90 days later we were playing the 2021 season. You know, you had guys that really didn't get a break until last offseason. AD still feeling the effects yeah, from it. Yeah, AD still, yeah, <laughs> somehow. Like, I think, do you, I like think at what point do you start knocking guys for durability. I think 50 is around the mark of games that you want to hit to be in the consideration for all NBA votes. Well, isn't I that think, like, um, with the, the bare minimum like you have to have played? Probably. Like I, <laughs> I, think, Kate, I think KD at 55, it hurts him because he's going to be lower on people's um, tiers just for only yeah. playing 55 games, so you can also do enough meaningful work in 55 games. Yeah, John Morant's played, like, 56. LeBron's played 56, too. Yeah. You know that um, if, uh, you want to know something funny? I, I don't think it'll happen, because Embiid's kind of up there now that he knows he's not going to win MVP. I think he's going off scoring-wise. But uh, LeBron would be ineligible for the scoring title if he were to win it, because he hasn't played enough games. That's wild. <laughs> isn't that isn't that pretty funny? 
Uh, As a LeBron you. hater myself, I I enjoy that fact thoroughly. So we actually ended up having the same second team con: Booker, Demar, John Morant, LeBron, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I had Trey Young and Curry as my third team guards. Who are your third team guards? Trey Young and Steph Curry. Let's go. Um, I have Kevin Durant here, Con. I have Kevin Durant as well, and I have a mystery third man. Who's your center? Uh, I actually I did end up going with Rudy. You know, Noah. I am a stats oh. nerd. I do love stats, <laughs> and I'm an advanced analytics guy. That's why I've been on Jokic this whole year, and I couldn't sit here and look myself in the mirror and say, you know, you talked so much shit on Twitter to all the Embiid stands all year because the advanced analytics weren't there. How can you just turn around and dispose of Rudy Gobert when the exact same argument is to be made. And I just, I couldn't do it, Noah. I just couldn't. And so for that reason, I find Rudy Gobert here over probably Bam Adebayo on your list. Would you I, my have, list? I can do it, Colin, because I have Bam Adebayo. Um, um, you know, the advanced analytics are there for Rudy. I think Rudy's played about nine more games than Bam. Uh, Bam has played 55 games so far this season. Uh, but the Heat are the first seed in the East Con. They have 52 wins. Bam averaged 19, 10, and 4 this season. I think I think the Heat deserve to have a player on here, Con, and I am not going to have Jimmy Butler. I, I'm going to have Bam because the Heat deserve a player just for how good their season has been, honestly. And when I asked you this pre-show, Con, if I asked you who... Who has a more imp- who has a bigger impact on the Heat, Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo? I said Bam. Bam I said Bam. I, I believe that. So I'm having Bam over Rudy. That's part of me because I hate Rudy. Part of me because the Heat had a really good season, and so did Bam. And the Jazz kind of had a letdown of a season. It it kind of sucks, Colin, not having Don Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, though. Yeah. Yeah, I I struggle like. <laughs> I kind of struggled with it because I I really wanted Levine to make one of these lists and then it it really didn't it didn't pan out. You got Demar. Yeah, I got Demar. Um, Don't get greedy. All right, the, your last forward. I I'm really excited about this pick because I think this dude like really deserves it. And you forget how quickly you can start to scrape the barrel with forwards in the NBA. Yes, uh, the forwards do get a little... The forwards get very iffy after this con. It's like Draymond Green and, you know, Chris Middleton as maybe your next two best forwards in the league. I think that I'm really going to surprise you then. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this. I think this award came down between Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam. Um, I inevitably came to the decision that I think Pascal Siakam deserves All-NBA third team. Um, There were times last season, Colin, when the Raptors, who just turned to Pascal Siakam as, you know, the new leader of the franchise after Kawhi leaves, um, Pascal had a lot of pressure being a number one, Colin, and a lot of people thought that, you know, maybe Siakam didn't have that in him. Had a pretty disappointing season last year. Yeah. Um, And he's just about silenced all of those questions this season, Colin. Um, Siakam is having just a hell of a season, and 
when I think about like Siakam and what he does well, Con is he's a very versatile scorer. He's a hustler. Um, you know, he is one of the most physical guys on the court, and I think he has the stats to match it up this season, Con. He's one of six players averaging 21 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. Um, the other people are Giannis, Jokic, LeBron, Harden, and Luka. Uh, I think Pascal Siakam has been a top six forward in this league, Con. I think he's been the best player for that Raptors team. And... Colin, the Raptors? I'm just saying, the Sixers do not want to see the Raptors in a playoff series. No. They want nothing to... I think the Raptors might fuck them up. Because they Nick Nurse knows how to guard Joel Embiid. And Pascal Siakam like, looks forward to guarding Embiid. Just because, you know, they're both kind of yeah. shit talkers. It's kind of... I, I, I kind of want to see it. I want to see Boston, Chicago, Toronto, Philly first round really badly. I, you know, as a Bulls fan, that's that's the matchup I want. <sighs> Alrighty, no, I'm gonna do it to you. I. Uh, Who are you about to say? No, there's a there's a gentleman out there. Um, you know, he's Herb Jones. He's on one of the best teams in the NBA. You Chris know? Duarte. A team that that defensively has. Been absolutely locking it down, locking it up, and you know when this season started, you know you just you you might not have have expected this team to be anywhere near here. I know you're gonna say now. And this guy, you know, you you talk about the legendary draft class that he was a part of, and and he oftentimes gets swept under the rug. Marvin Bagley. (laughs) <laughs> it always comes back to Marvin, dude. Always. It always comes back to Marvin Bagley. Your 2021-2022 20, blocks per game leader, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, Deserves wow. a spot as... I thought you were going to say McCall Bridges, no cap. That I I I tossed it up there. I tossed it up there. I you know, it, it's a hot take. I, I really I don't think he's gonna get it. But I think that he really needs some respect. When we talk about like why do the Grizzlies keep winning even though John Morant's not still there, it's because this dude's so goddamn good on anchoring that defense that they can hold anybody in any game and just let the team score. You know, like that's that's why. It's it's coincidental how many games they've won without him. If you look at it, you know, like they're <laughs> much better off with John Morant. I, you're a moron if you think that. But this dude has been anchoring it down. McCall Bridges is a great one, though. I uh, I'd rather have like those guys get the recognition. It's just I don't know if it's not role like the ultimate role player. Like they're not flashy, but they're so good at basketball and they play so well for the team. They play such good team basketball that they're just on winning teams for, like for a reason. The Dorian Finney-Smith Award. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. I'd rather call it the McCall Bridges Award and then give it to Jaron Jackson Jr. I'd give I'd call it the McCall Bridges Award and then I'd give it to Lonnie Walker Jr. for no reason. Just no reason at all. No reason. I think Lonnie Walker just deserves an award, honestly. I think so too. I uh well okay, I wanna hear you react to that. I mean I I'm a gigantic fan of Jaron Jackson Jr. I picked him as my MIP before the season con and Oh that's right. I think how uh, I think what I said I we needed to see out of Jaron Jackson was that he can, you know, uh to repeat what he was doing on defense before he got hurt because him as a defensive talent con was always the biggest draw of Jaron Jackson mm-hmm. just because of his build and his length and how quickly he moves across the floor, his ability to switch one through five. Um, and he showed that this year. Like, the dude's a defensive monster. Him and Miles are built so similarly, Colin. Um, like, and I think Jaron Jackson Jr. will end up being a much better player than Miles Turner. Um, he showed that he is a defensive, he can be an anchor, Colin. Yeah. And offensively, you know, he's still growing as a player. But next to Ja, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has a role, and it's to play defense, leave the offense to Ja. And he does that role awesomely. The Grizzlies had a banger season. Jared Jackson Jr. played over 70 games. Like, I could be convinced. I, I could be convinced. I think him and my boy Pascal had very good seasons, though. I think so, too. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, that last forward spot was very much up for grabs. Jimmy, Pascal, um, I like Jaron Jackson Jr.'s case. I think you could have made a case for McCall Bridges. Um, Levine. Yeah. Um, some of my snubs. <laughs> I had James Harden. I had Rudy. I had Donovan Mitchell, who had a fantastic season again. Um, Jimmy Butler, who also had a pretty good season, just didn't play a whole ton. Um, Jalen Brown, who had a very good season, missed a lot of time. Zach Levine, who had a pretty good season, so missed some time. So you're actually missing my biggest snub on this list. I, I think so. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to say it, though, because I like almost put him on, and I just I couldn't do it. DeJounte Murray is so damn close to being on this list. He's close. Dude... How the hell are the Spurs even close to that game? Close to the playoffs. Like, they're in. The you know, playing game. Lonnie it's, Walker Jr.? No, it's it's like only DeJounte Murray. Like, yeah, we're talking about walking uh... triple-doubles. You're talking about, like, let's look at stats. Who's got better stats than this guy? Finished second in our points league, Colin, in total points. He was first in the league in steals per game. He averaged 9.3 assists, 8.5 rebounds, and 21.2 points. Who had better stats than him? Jokic? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> if, if we're talking about just, like, an individual player award, like, I'm inclined to put him on this list over, like, a Trey or a Steph. I just, I can't do Oof. it. I, it would be no, blasphemous. It, it would be blasphemous. Shout out Stephen A. But I, I kind of want to. He, he's definitely a snub, Con. Um, I had him coming up. 
Uh, I also think Darius Garland is a snub. I think Darius Garland had a really good year. Yeah. Uh, Chris Middleton, Draymond, G- Draymond Green's there. Um, you know, Draymond Green's impact. The stats are, you know, just the six, six, and six con. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, seven, but Draymond's seven. impact. The seven, seven, seven. You know, all the six, 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 eight, the five, five, five. It, it is what it is. The four, four, four. Um, Draymond Green's impact is very much felt on the court. And then my last snub con of the year. Oh, Shaper said. Let's go. All right, I think that's a decent enough place to end. Pretty good players, Con. We should come up with a graphic of some sorts and tweet these out. I, uh, I'll i talk to my graphics guy. <laughs> Thank you. I have Adobe Pro, so. Oh. It's, yeah, it's me. <laughs> no big deal. You should make some graphics for these. I think these are very good teams. Yeah, I say Adobe Pro, but it's like the... Uh, it's it's not like the it's like the PDF one. Oh, that's Acrobat. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, I do. I have Acrobat. You don't even know your Adobe programs, bro. Come on. I only use the one. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like. Leave us a rating. And I am up six categories to three on Colin Griffin in the category league finals. Yeah, all right, guy. Whatever. Whatever. I I can make it four to five. I think it's – I am getting clapped after that, though. All righty. Peace. See you.